Shameless self-promotion, y'all. From me, Rebecca Conran, your host here on the Energy Report on the New Story podcast, uh, your resident uh, astrologer slash energy connector. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, guess what, y'all? I'm also a musician, and... Um, a performer, and it's one of the things that brings me the most amount of joy. And next week, this upcoming week uh, that we're going to be talking about, I'm actually releasing my first album, which is titled Yin, after the feminine, because it is truly a feminine record. I'm so fucking proud of it, um, and I can't wait to share it with you guys. If you guys don't follow me already on Instagram, or if you're not subscribed to my newsletter... Um, please, uh, follow me at Rebecca Conran on Instagram or www.rebeccaconran.com on, uh, my website to subscribe. And, uh, I'd love to share this album with you. It is just a really beautiful sound meditation. Um, it's meant to be played start to finish and, uh, it's not very long, so it's not going to take all day. Um, but it is just like one of the best things I've ever made and I'm just super proud of it. And if you've known me for a while, you know that I love to create shit and, um, this is just truly something that I'm really, I'm really proud of. It's been eight months in the making. I worked with some amazing people. I worked with Luke Temple, um, and we recorded at Outlier Inn and uh, recording studio and it was mastered by Tyler Wood just like amazing people really talented people and I'm just really excited for it so that's my big news and I think for a lot of you you've really been able to tell the difference between um, my energy reports as of late you can probably feel what a huge weight has been lifted you know, I've been doing this, uh, I've been a wellness practitioner for the last seven years. I've been on my own personal uh, evolution for the last 11 years, really diving deep into, you know, a lot of my experience. I had a really, really um, hard upbringing, really hard. It really fucked up the way I see the world and the way that I feel, you know, uh, for a long time. It took a long time for me to work through the level of emotional and mental abuse that I uh, experienced, um, the conditioned beliefs. And not just for me, for, for most of us, I think for any of the listeners, uh, this is probably something that they've experienced. So this record, um, I decided to, you know, I'd been playing music, um, and, uh, I've been playing music for the last, um, 17 years. And, um, 
I, I used to have just really, and still occasionally do, have this crippling uh, fear about performing my music. Doesn't happen when I do my podcast, doesn't happen when I teach a wellness class. Uh, it really only happens when I play music. Um, so I had to really, you know, there's a deep fear of that expressing that like vulnerability that came around music for me. So this this record is just, um, it, it required that I become so raw and vulnerable um, while, while making this record. Um, it was like, almost like this, it was such a huge act of love to make this record. <laughs> I poured so much love into the music and it, it's there, it's a sacred album. And, um, and at the end of it, we finished recording in September. I think that because it was like this beautiful end to such a long story. And not, I'm not trying to say that like, I grown now, I'm all done now. Uh, but like for what I was experiencing, the lessons that I had, you know, that I that had come full circle for me when I went to record the album, it was really just like me saying like, it was almost like a goodbye to an old life. Um, a lot shifted afterward, uh, after I created this album, like um, just so much energy was released through this act of creation. It was a birth, you know, I gave birth to this record and it like at the end of it, I was like, well, who am I if I don't have, um, on, on, on some level, you know, who am I if I'm not no longer holding on to these stories and, um, these beautiful stories, these stories that made me who I am for sure. Uh, stories that I'm extremely grateful for, but stories that have a different, I have a different perspective on now. And so at the end of this record, it was really like, I felt so, uh, emptied out, um, that I, I just, I didn't really know what to do with myself. I was really struggling to kind of like come back into like, what's okay. How do I begin the next chapter? Um, but as you can tell from my last few energy reports, like, and also just taking a break from, from recording, from working, you know, from, from doing everything. Um, I just was able to really reconnect into, what the fuck I'm trying to do day to day and, um, and really hone in on my own personal discipline, my own, uh, my own goals and objectives. And here I am and here I am. And I, I'm so, so, so fucking proud of this record. And I just want to let like the listeners know, you know, before I signed up to make this record, I had no idea how much it was, it would cost ultimately um, I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast. Uh, it ended up being about $8,000. And um, I literally didn't have any of that money when I went to record this album. Had no idea how I was going to pay for it. But I did it. I did it. Like, it just sort of, like, once I, once I um, decided that I was going to do it, and I really had the faith to to push through my fears, which at times felt crippling, you know, on the second day of recording this album, I was like in tears, like, I can't do this. Like, 
who told, I, I, I remember thinking to myself, like, you can't sing. <laughs> you're, 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 you can't sing. What do you think you're doing here? Right? So I pushed through all these fears, the fear of even not being able to make it happen, and made it happen. And here we are. And I'm so proud of it. And I just can't wait for other people to be touched by the inspiration of the record. And yeah, you know, I'm my own hype man. I really, uh, I'm really proud. So can't wait for you guys to hear it. All right. That's enough about me for now. Um, the energy report. Uh, actually, first of all, I just want to thank everybody who has reached out with their gratitudes for the energy report. You know, I read, I don't always respond to emails, um, but I read them. I read your gratitude. I read, you know, your comments about how things are affecting you positively. And I, um, I'm just so happy to hear that stuff. I'm so happy that anything that I am expressing is able to support you in being a better guidance system for yourself, you know, or to get through this difficult experience we're having with any kind of just encouragement, you know, so, um, thank you so much for, um, for your emails and your comments and, and, and your, uh, you know, I read your reviews and I'm so grateful for everybody that shares the report. Um, and I just want to say, I'm so grateful for all of the patrons, uh, of the energy report. Um, and I just want to thank our newest energy report patrons, our Patreon patrons, uh, which is a, a way that you can support the Energy Report monthly through a, through a small donation. Um, and uh, those are Laura, Caroline, and Helena. Uh, and uh, as well as the lovely Venmo supporters who um, have given, like, just wonderful... <laughs> I, I always laugh at the at the numerology of the donations because, you know, sometimes it's just so fitting and so lovely. So, um, you know, people who uh, give like $20.20, the 2020, I mean, that symbolism is is so powerful to me. It's It's such a joy to receive your intentions in these ways. So it's not even about you know, the money, it's also just about the exchange. And I, I'm just so grateful for, um, for all of those little nuanced, uh, bits of how we're exchanging with one another. So I also want to extend such gratitude to Venmo donors, Hannah, Danny, Irene, Sarah, Aaron, and dear Michelle. Thank you so much for being, uh, supporters of me and of the energy report and sharing energy with me. It's, it's really meaningful. If you'd like to do the same, you can, it's all linked through the show notes or via my, uh, website. Okay. So this is the energy report for January 13th through the 19th. I just want to tell you a little funny story too. This is so fucking weird. Uh, January 13th is my mama's birthday. She was born on the 13th, and she had a twin that was not fully formed at birth. And you know what else? Her mother was born on January the 13th, and her mother had a twin that wasn't fully formed at birth. How fucking synchronized is that? And also, I had a boyfriend that was born on January the 13th, and honestly, he was one of my faves, uh, but he didn't talk to me no more. <laughs> okay. 
Wow, I'm really just spilling the beans on this one. Here's drink all the tea, y'alls. Um, all right, this is the energy report for January 13th to the 19th. I'm finally getting into it. What are we, like 10 minutes down the line here? All right, the theme this week. I must follow my own path, even if it means going it alone. I must follow my own path, even if it means going it alone. The tarot, we got a major arcana this week, the lovers. Is the lovers tarot about romance? It can be, for sure, but it's mainly about what we are attracting, uh, how we balance our feminine and masculine energies, how we go about union with others, not just romantically, but in all relationships. So questions around this, Carter. What is the force of attraction that brings you together with others? This is something we'll be considering this week. Is it out of need or desperation? Or is it a conscious connection of your choosing? Um, are you just falling into relationships? You know, or are your relationships a conscious act of, uh, of choice and creation for you? If your relationships are lacking, where are you not choosing in alignment with your personal value system? Um, what part of you is attracting others? Is it your conditioned or wounded self? Or is it your conscious self? And I'll even add on to that. Is it your compassionate self that wants to be a savior and a fixer? Right? Or is it your conscious self? So the lover's card usually represents a choice at hand. And to make that choice, we're going to have to be radically honest with ourselves. We cannot hold on to those relationships and situations which are stagnant or within which we don't share common values. You have to really understand the price you might be paying by associating with those who actually bring you down rather than lift you up. It might not be that they're doing anything in particular wrong to you. It might just be that the way that they live their life does not elevate your life. So when you are around that person, the energy that you are feeling from this person, if it doesn't match this high vibration that you're cultivating, it does bring you down. It does bring you down. So either, you know, you either like have to, no, no that's not true. It doesn't have to bring you down. But if you find that it brings you down, we've got to just like move forward from these relationships, put them on the shelf, you know, or maybe just permanently leave certain relationships where you're just growing so differently or you're growing and they're not growing, right? Anything that drains you or makes you feel not peaceful, joyful, inspired, you know, we don't have to engage in those relationships. So this week, this card is telling us that we probably have some choices to make. And at the very least, we really need to connect into that part of us that is attracting our relationships um, versus like the part of us that we wish was attracting our relationships, right? So we all wish that our innate value, sense of value and self and self-love was attracting our relationships. But obviously, that's just not always the case. So we're kind of figuring that out this week. The ritual I've chosen is the dream journal. So this is not really about manifestation or anything. It's not like we're not going to write in our journals about our dreams. I mean, you definitely can. I'm all about that all the time. So if you want to be setting intentions, sure. 
This isn't really about manifesting, though. It's more about breaking down the messages and symbolism of the inner messages that we're receiving. So it's about breaking down our dreams, remembering them, looking at the symbolism in our dreams, and looking for messages that might be trying to come through. So dreams can have different activations. Sometimes we can definitely have premonitions during dreams. Okay, the night before I found out that uh, David Bowie died, I had a dream. I was with him at his memorial. We were looking down on the on the crowd of mourners. And then the next day I woke up and I saw that he had passed away. So sometimes our dreams are can be quite prolific. And, um, and uh, we are definitely tapping in to some universal truths in these dreams. But more often than not, our dreams represent our unconscious state. And they actually can provide a symbolic roadmap of what is brewing under the surface of our psyches. So this week, the ritual is to A, set an intention before you go to bed to remember your dreams. Um, keep a journal or a piece of paper or whatever close to your bed so that B, write as soon as you wake up immediately, you're writing down any symbolic information from the dreams that you're remembering. So symbolic information is anything that stands out to you, water, animals, plants, people, actions, colors, minerals, they all hold some kind of symbolism and message. By doing a little bit of online research, right, googling like water in dreams, a white horse in dreams, you can actually figure out what these symbols can represent. And based on what you read, you choose for yourself the interpretation that you need, right? What feels like it's in alignment. What are your dreams trying to show you? This week, we're really tapping into that. So this past week, we've really been feeling the intense conjunction between Pluto and Saturn, both working together, both in Capricorn, ushering in a new evolutionary period for us. Although the tightness of this meeting is on January 12th, so the transit is at its real peak then, these planets are actually going to stay together very in very close proximity until the beginning of April. So that means this energy is going to pervade. And we really have time to work out the kinks of what may have been begun as we started 2020, what has reached its crux on January the 12th. Uh, we've got time to kind of still be like motivated to work through this energy. This next week, the sun or our collective self, it's still prominently connected to this conjunction. The breakthrough continues. I don't know about you, but I certainly had to stand my ground energetically this past week. We are all experiencing a need for strong energetic boundaries. Okay, so this isn't just about who you let into your personal space. This is about who you let into your mind, your thoughts, right? Who you let in energetically. So we can be connected to somebody in a much deeper way than just being in the same room as them. Okay, sometimes that's not enough to break uh, the connection if it's a toxic one. Sometimes we really have to shift those thoughts around it, like those inner conversations we have with those, pers with those people. That's courting. That's energetic courting. Um, so we have to stand our ground energetically. Anyone who refuses to respect our boundaries energetically, physically, emotionally, they've got to be removed from our sacred spaces, okay? 
perhaps just for a short while, perhaps permanently. You know, that has to be seen, really. You know who those people are. You know what that feels like. Um, Don't be afraid to assert your truth, as long as it makes room for others to have their truths, too. We're not saying, like, um, you know, this person's a piece of shit, so I don't want to spend time with them. We're saying, you know what, I don't like the way that I feel or behave when I engage with this person. And while I figure out, like, how to stay true to myself on my end, I have to remove myself from certain situations, certain people, certain energies, so that I can be responsible for myself without being overly influenced um, in into a negative situation. So, you know, this this really is reminiscent of the idea of vampires, right? With the with the um, just with the energetic boundaries, okay? Because there are a lot of people who, unconsciously, it's not malicious, sort of like eat up all the energy in the room, right? And then some of us are just like willing to be all eaten up. You know, we're like, oh, it's fine. Just fucking take everything from me, right? So neither of us are consciously doing this. We're not doing it on purpose. Uh, These are unconscious patterns that we play out. However, like when you stop feeding an energy vampire, when you stop doing what they want you to do, right? Giving them whatever it is that they've been getting off on so far. When you stop your own behavior, you got to deal with their anger because hungry vampires, they get mad. They get mad. And that's just a part of it. So, yes, as you cut energetic uh, courting that is unhealthy, that is not mutually supportive, you'll piss people off. Don't tune into that. Don't uh, rise to that crisis right? You've got to really do an about face and really not be giving any energy into that sort of like um, vampirism, okay? Nothing good's going to come of it. I also want to note that just like in true vampire lore, you have to invite a vampire into your house, okay? That's your responsibility if you let that vampire in. So, These are just things that we need to tap into. We can't blame others for where we're not fully following our intuitive red flags. We can't blame others because we let them in and we let them leech off of our energy. In some way, we did it to ourselves. We thought that's what we deserved. But as you do an about face for yourself and you stop tapping into that kind of like energy for yourself, Um, You're going to piss people off, but you need to make sure that you are not um, rising to the occasion of that conflict, crisis, and drama, okay? I recently had to uh, end a friendship, and uh, this person was sending me just very vile texts and emails, and uh, did I want to be like, Uh, here's a laundry list of all your fucking problems. Go fuck yourself. I really did. But did I do it? No, because it was not in my highest and best to engage in that crisis and drama. And actually that would just be feeding 
that vampiric energy even more, you know? So did it take all of my courage to just like totally remove focus from that and place it onto things that deserved my, my conscious connection? Yes. You know? Um, so of course you're going to want to be pissed at people who are fucking being dicks to you. Of course you're going to want to engage, but it's just like commenting on posts on Facebook and Instagram, nothing good comes from the comment section, okay? Usually. Uh, It's a pretty sad place, right? So, um, we are following those red flags. We are listening to them. We are not blaming others, uh, even if they do have toxic patterns, even if they are vampires. We're not, it's not their fault if you feel drained. We let that happen, and now we're saying no, and we're sticking to it, and that's just where we are. This universal four-year is really about accepting where we are, accepting responsibility for ourselves, um, coming out of any denial we might be in about what's okay, about what we can tolerate, about our own behavior, uh, seeing things clearly for what they are, and prioritizing and putting our self-care first. Alrighty, so I'm so enjoying doing these energy reports in 2020. I just feel so hyped. I hope you guys can, uh, I hope that's translating and not just really, really annoying. Um, All right, Monday the 13th of January, the sun is going to be conjunct Pluto and Saturn, plus Venus is going to head into Pisces. So the sun... It's the center of our universe. Everything revolves around it. It's the life giver, especially for us here on Earth. Okay? In astrology, the sun represents our most basic identities, our vitality, our energy, just like the sun does to us uh, in reality. Right now, we are collectively under the umbrella of the Capricorn identity still. So drive, ambition, discipline, they're all ruling the energy of the times. The questions with this conjunction, what are we working for? Why are we ambitious? What are we ambitious for? What is the ego, a.k.a. sun energy, the e- what is the ego behind our actions? As we collectively align with what gives us purpose, we're going to remove ourselves from what does not. So the sun conjunct Pluto and Saturn, right? The sun working very, very closely with our evolution and our maturity. So really leveling up this collective identity around achievement, approval, ambition, action. Bringing conscious action into the picture. Really bringing that divine masculine into the picture. How may I serve my feeling, being, creativity, my feminine energy? Bringing that beautiful balance in. As we collectively align with what gives gives us purpose, We're going to remove ourselves from what does not. And we're going to see that with the sun conjunct Pluto, the transformation, the the, um, evolution, the change. You know, this to me is so, uh, so much the energy of Prince Harry um, and Meghan Markle removing themselves from the antiquated system of the monarchy, okay, in order to follow their own independent selves. If you can imagine Harry and Meghan, can you imagine how fucking sick they are of the vile prejudice, misogyny, just
bullshit that they've been receiving, just constant fucking bullshit. And for what? For what? You know, like, I, I can't, this to me is so much the, um, the, uh, like a symbol of these, of like what we've, we're going through with these conjunctions, these Capricorn conjunctions, you know, what are we, what's behind these, what are we working for here? Right. And of course, what are we working for here to do with the monarchy? It's a caste system. Of course, it's going to be like, so I'm working within this system that's antiquated, that actually doesn't serve the people. And the people are just fucking me over, right? They're just like abusing me constantly. All this online abuse, this verbal abuse, all that negative energy. It's really fucked. So I can really see why they would want to just be like, guess what? No, fuck you. We're out. We're out. This is an old system. This is a system that is just archaic. And it's not where we're moving forward to. Bless Harry and Meghan for having the balls to say no at the level that they're at, the, visu- the, the, the public level that they're at. This is so in alignment with the times, and we're doing that. We're doing that in our jobs, in our families. We're going, fuck this archaic system. No, this is not the system of the future. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I think I should do to achieve what I want to achieve, and haters be damned, right? So on the same day, January the 13th, Monday, Venus is going to leave freedom-loving Aquarius, and it's going to enter Pisces. Pisces is so, so very sensitive. It's the last energy in the zodiac, and it's comprised of a little bit of all of the other signs. Venus is about attraction, relationships, beauty, art, romance, In Pisces, we're able to have more love for our neighbors than usual. Uh, We're able to really put ourselves in another person's shoes and feel a true compassion for others. Pisces really excels at oneness. Its main objective is to find a way to unify the collective through unconditional love. And it has this amazing ability to find beauty in everything. So interesting, too, that I was just... uh, my ex-boyfriend yesterday, who is a Pisces, put this post on uh, Instagram and it was like, what's something beautiful that happened to you today? And he was trying to combat just like the uh, difficult, like visual impact of social media, right? Where we're being impacted by lots of imagery that can be very sad and, and uh, painful And so he was trying to combat that by asking everybody to be detailed in their response about a beautiful thing that happened to us. This is so fucking Pisces, right? Just so beautiful. Like, no, everybody, like, let's look for the beauty. Let's look for the love. Let's look for the helpers. So um, with Venus in in Pisces, we are collectively wanting to tap into that energy. You know, Um, the downside to this idealization With this energy, if people are problematic to us, we need to remove the rose-tinted glasses and see things for what they are. Not seeing things as we'd like them, but how they really are in reality. So calling in the lessons of the lover's card in tarot, we've got to connect in with what we are attracting and how. Do you have an idealized version of what you think love is? 
Do you idealize others and then become unhappy when they can only prove to you that they're imperfect? What are your expectations around love and connection and where do they need to shift so that love can truly thrive in an unconditional way? Do you dream of a fairy tale ending and ignore the very real day-to-day work of connecting with others, which is messy, chaotic, and annoying? (laughs) These are all questions to ask during this transit. Another shadow element of this placement can be alignment with the unsavory sides of our collective consciousness, which result in emotional overwhelm and compassionate overload. That's just like where you're so pissed at Trump and you're so pissed at the government and you're so pissed at everything. Um, If we become too connected to the sadness, pain, and suffering that exist, we can become depressed, pessimistic, and despondent. And I'm not saying that you don't get to be angry. You certainly do. You get to be angry. You get to have a voice. Uh, What I'm speaking to is where that side is overruling everything, where there's no room for beauty, where there's no room for hope or optimism, because you're only tuned into one side of the story, right? So when that happens, when we become pessimistic, depressed, despondent, we are probably experiencing compassionate overload. Uh, or emotional overwhelm, and we need to find our way out to find balance. There is always, always beauty and sacredness in life to behold, to revere, to lift up. So I would say if you're feeling those energies, you really got to get support. You really got to get support in, in pulling yourself out of that. You probably need to get an energy clearing, you know, or to, or to work on that yourself. Um, And I think, you know, with Venus and Pisces, Venus is pleasure. Pisces sometimes is going to be an escapist. So watch for the way that you're doing sugar, drugs, alcohol, sex, things like that at this time. You know, want to really stay true to our disciplines that we started in the beginning of the year, this lovely Capricorn energy. Uh, Keep your energy clear and you will feel um, better day to day. All right. So the next transit we have is on Thursday, the 16th of January. The next major transit that I'm going to talk about is on Thursday, the 16th of January. That's Mercury is going to go into Aquarius, right? I'm always excited when, um, when Mercury's in an air sign, cause that is a cohesive element for Mercury, for the mind. Um, so on Thursday, the 16th of January, Mercury going into Aquarius. I, I think it's a very positive shift for us. Communication, it could seem to be on hyperdrive during the next three weeks, you know, moving very quickly. To our benefit, Mercury really likes to be in Aquarius. In Aquarius, You know, it really suits communication, perception, and mind. Our nervous system, it might get a little overloaded with this super intuitive energy. So grounding is as always, such an important tool to combat restlessness and anxiety and the overactive mind. However, all in all, this is a really nice new flow to the energy where we have been hammered by the rules and structure, you know. Um, it's It's been necessary, of course, let's be honest, to really like think in terms of that discipline, rules and structure. But now we get to let our hair down a little bit, be a bit more weird and free, We can move forward from any stuck thinking. This is a wonderful time to work on new ideas and inventions, especially if we're working on something communication technology based. 
uh, it's a great time to uh, share that uh, while uh, and work on that while Mercury is in Aquarius. Later this week, on Saturday the 18th, Mercury is going to square Uranus in Taurus. But as these energies are familiar with one another, because Uranus rules Aquarius, um, the tension that the transit pulls forward is actually going to be helpful for getting into a new mindset. So in general, um, there's going to be a lot of new uh, ideas running around, right? And we should be paying really close attention to all the messages, internal and external, January 16th to the 18th, because it feels as though we're working through something really big for ourselves, some new big ideas. All right, loves, um, we are already halfway through January. Yes, I've already started doing that thing where every single week I say, I can't believe it's this date already. Uh, we're going to end this week on Sunday the 19th with the sun in the final degree of Capricorn before we move into Aquarius season next week. Have you set your priorities? Are you living in accordance with your personal needs? You may not be exactly where you want to be, but there's a lot you can do to hone in with how you treat yourself day to day that will increase your vitality and wellness. What an amazing Capricorn season we have had of aligning our divine masculine energy with that beautiful divine feminine energy. We're still going. We're still working on it. We're still learning to serve our greater spiritual and physical needs, our need for unconditional love, our immense creativity. We are learning to let go of false ego to do with status, approval, and shallow achievements. And every day that you wake up and make the effort to really love you and be responsible to that is such a huge achievement. It's such a huge achievement. All, everybody who's listening should just really tap into what a huge success you already are. You're just a huge success. Every act of service to yourself, every act of service towards unconditionally loving and accepting yourself is a massive achievement. Really know this. Again, next week I'm going to be releasing my first album entitled Yin. This musical meditation is a journey of love. It encompasses my personal evolution and it's one of the creative things I'm most proud of. I can't wait to share it with you all. You can follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Conran or my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. Sign up and subscribe for my newsletter. It goes out once a week. It includes this podcast and any other details of what's going on. Thank you again to our patrons and donors and supporters of the Energy Report. If you'd like to support by donating any amount and exchange energy with me, you may do so. Uh, via Venmo at Rebecca-Conran or via my Patreon page. Um, I also conduct my one-on-one -on -one psychic medium sessions uh, with anybody in the world. You don't have to do these sessions in person. You can book that uh, or any of my coaching and clearing packages as, uh, as well as my uh, self-healing mentorship, my 16-week my, uh, self-healing mentorship is available through my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. I look forward to connecting with each and every one of you. Thanks for listening, and I will speak to you next week.